Where's my words? There's my words. Use your words. Use <laughs> your words. So I don't know what you've got, but I've got a I've got a brilliant photo here. Better than whatever you've got, Dan. I'm <laughs> just I'm I'm Instagramming with the hashtag the brew kettle. Hashtag white raja. Hashtag Worldwide IT guys. Because that's what we do. Hashtag something, 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 something. Great. So if we, um, somebody said Trump was actually giving a speech of sorts? He was. I was just listening to it. As we speak right now, he's giving a speech. Was he allowed to give a speech? No, he's actually reading off note cards. It's pretty bad. No, but uh, he's in Mexico. He's in Mexico. I, I thought this was like, I don't know, besides a publicity stunt, what was it? That's all it is. Really. That's all it but is? But he's laying out his immigration plan. Uh, had a meeting with the, the president of Mexico, and then giving a speech, and he'll fly home tonight, and we'll see. And we'll see. Yeah, but he did talk about physical borders in our country to stop bad... He talked People. about that in Mexico. Yes, he did. Hmm. Physical borders. So he's going through with it. Did the president uh, agree to pay for it? Like uh, he says. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he really got into that. I'm not sure he really got into the logistics. Be I'm sure, uh, the guy probably it. said we're never going to pay for that and Trump acted like he didn't say it. Right. <laughs> I still love that. I posted that SNL skit. It made me laugh so hard where it's like, let's flash forward to the, the first year of Trump's presidency where the president of Mexico meets him at the White House. And he's like, here, Mr. Trump, here's that check for that wall you built. It's the best thing to bring two countries together <laughs> is to divide them by a wall. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Totally. Nailed it. <laughs> well, we tried NAFTA and that didn't work. Well, you know. Well, he said in his speech that NAFTA is going to have to be rewritten. That's got really? <laughs> Yeah. Just kill it. You build so. a wall. Get rid of NAFTA. Yeah. Get rid of a two year, two decades uh, old trade agreement. So, I guess it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. You know, I mean, Obamacare's up for being ousted right now. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It will be interesting when Aetna pulls out of the exchange and all those people pull out of the exchange like they're planning or have done. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll so see if that death spiral actually happens. On purpose, and now all these insurance companies, which were led to believe, just stay in, it'll be fine. Are now going. Well, it doesn't help us to hey, have to compete at this level. That's the Democrats' fault, though. So that they couldn't get it done. <laughs> okay. They didn't have the political capital to get oh it done because God. they didn't. So they had sold enough of their soul, and they just couldn't sell anymore. That's true. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's just the the negotiation that would it would have <coughs> taken. To he get agrees with you to get <laughs> two of yeah. In principle, he's on your side, but fuck you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually how it goes, Gavin. Usually how it goes. So, uh, do we have a sponsor this week? Are we? Um, I've I've posted the uh, to our Instagram. Where are we to, guys? The Brew Kettle Production Works has brought us the White Raja. The White Raja. Mm. It's um, it's really good. I like it. 
It's uh, we're we're taming the savage hop with this Ooh. India Pale Ale, and uh, our good friend um, Sean has brought this to us from the great state of the swing state, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I was there a couple weeks ago, and it's already uh, all political ads. Oh no, I'm sure, it's, no uh, doubt. And, and not even not, not even just for the national level, they have like a competitive race. Because it's going to be a high voter turnout, since it's a swing state, like all the races are competitive, and it's just mm-hmm. it, it's it's funny. Like you'll go to commercial, and then you're just going to see three minutes of random people being shit on because <laughs> you've never heard of half these people, uh-huh. like you know the House Rep, you know uh, candidate, right. or yeah. I mean, being from Chicago, I've never heard of them, and it's you know it's all just like. Bill Becklin is a liar. <laughs> you, just, you just hear it in the background of your whole trip, and it's just, it's so weird to have that in the background. Bill the Becklin time. wants to take money away from seniors. Yeah, like. it, and it's all, uh, everyone's a liar, everyone's a pedophile. You Whoa. Know? I mean, Whoa. It's insane. That, there is not a commercial real. that says that, is I, there? One of them did have, like, an implication that he took money away from protecting kids against rape. You oh, know, wow. uh, like, they were all like very the nasty. Style. Yeah. Ooh. That's terrible. I yeah. can't wait for Trump to just say something outlandish like that about Hillary. That's going to be great. <laughs> well, the debates are, I, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, like I, I think something like that's going to happen in the debates where he, he's so impetuous and, and so insecure that she's going to prick something, you know. And Oh, yeah. There was a New York Times article about that that supposedly, uh, you know, I don't know how trusted the source is, but that they're deeply... Uh, researching, you know, what he's most insecure about and uh, that the guy who wrote Art of the Deal is consulting with them. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, that guy's been amazing on Twitter. But what's interesting is, like, I really don't feel you You need to research. He's, he's clearly insecure about his looks, being considered a billionaire, a good businessman. Yeah. Like, he yeah, wears yeah. his insecurities on it's his sleeves. It's not hard to find yeah. the, the hot buttons. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> totally agree. Um, yeah. Uh, what the the debates are end of September they start yes. I think and then they happen pretty quickly it's only like a week or two in between the three huh yeah well I, it's not that far away yeah I guess right? that's I true they don't have much time yeah September yeah. and the first couple of weeks of October and then yeah. you're in th- the throes of the end of it so um, ten more weeks of good comedy and then it's Armageddon or uh, <laughs> another yeah. day in America we're not sure which <laughs> I, oh, I really want to know how quickly it would take for him to fuck it up, though. Because there is, like, there's the big transition period. There's just getting to know everything, like, all, where all the lovers are. Yeah, all the bad the card, read the syllabus. <laughs> right. Yeah, first day of school. It'll just be months of senators reassuring the rest of the world that he only has so much power. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because he's, he's going to say a bunch of stuff that is going to... I mean, he's already threatened to pull out a... Ne- uh, um, what is it? Uh, NATO, NATO and everything yeah. like that. So uh, yeah. you know what though? This could be the exact thing that this country needs oh, in, oh. in a crazy way because, like, it pretty much like the is this an endorsement? There no, we go. A, a topic <laughs> that's like been near and dear to my heart has been the expansion of executive power um, in the last like thirty years, whatever. Just in general, and like you know, it's like a one-way ratchet. It just keeps. 
they keep getting more and more and more power and i feel like it's getting i don't know uneven we need an incompetent person in there so they start yes. dialing it back yes so congress finally is like yeah. look we gave the president all these rights and all these levers and all these tools like we need to stop like legally giving them the benefit of the doubt like anytime like yeah. there's all this like jurisprudence and but wasn't stuff there's some was uh, hang on yeah hang on it keeps ratcheting up and up and up yeah your, your words, right? Yeah. Wasn't there some statistic that showed that our current president has executed a n- fair number of executive actions, mm-hmm. but not nearly as much as predecessors? Like Phil, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt or something like that? No. Okay. Like Bush. his predecessor. George W. Bush. Okay. Well, I think Bush led. I, I think know. Bush set historical precedents on executive actions, and what, what was the other thing that they called signing? National sign- security signing letters or something With like it, that. Well, yeah, and then there's also um, like a uh, there's something about like when the president signs a bill that he can put caveats in there that was like rarely used. Usually, it was supposed to be like a legal interpretation type thing, and right? That. Um, Bush and Obama has followed this, though not as much, but it still has. But Bush set more of a precedent that it was like, you know, uh, almost like, a line item veto. Yeah, kind of. yeah, or, or like a I'm going to add something that's tangentially related, but really not in the bill itself. It, signing statements was it? It might be signing. That statements. sounds right. I was confused. Something like the national security. Yeah, letter. I think it was like signing statements. But yeah, yeah I, I think Gavin's right. You know, the president. I think September 11th. Since then, the president has had more power. And yeah, maybe you do need like a nincompoop <laughs> to dial that <laughs> <Yeah>, back. Man. <laughs> yeah, an <laughs> app. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway. we should probably <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, maybe uh, on nincompoop officially kick this off. Um, we are the Worldwide IT guys. I want to thank everybody for uh, for joining us today. I'm Steve. I'm nincompoop Dion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nincompoop Gavin. John. <laughs> Sean. Oh! oh! Happened. <laughs> the worst case scenario ever. Oh, we've got a man down already. Oh, oh sorry. And that's what are we more Ross. worried about—the beer or the laptop? And the laptop. <laughs> if it was beer, it would be one thing. It was a cup of coffee. Oh, guys, it? we have to make this good pot. Somebody explain what just uh, happened. Uh, uh, the as as we pulled the mic over to have Ross introduce himself, somebody dumped their <laughs> coffee on their laptop in rage, and now she's gone. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not allowed to actually introduce myself. Uh, no, so Elisa was being nice, and she wanted to. Swearing in so many languages right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> she only speaks two. It's amazing, but she knows swears and more. <laughs> Well, we are the Worldwide IT guys. Thank you. <laughs> what a great delivery. It'd be like a morning zoo where you have the sound effects like... Boing, boing, boing. I'm going to try again. This is podcast number 51 of the Worldwide IT guys. Thank right. you very much. We're one away. One um, away. Yes, we are... Four uh, more years. <laughs> we are one away from a full year. Uh, next next week will be the anniversary podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll have something reasonably special pulled but uh, pulled for you guys. But regardless, um, if you'd like to see something special on the anniversary podcast, please tweet us at Worldwide IT Guys. I b- believe it's uh, Worldwide IT Guys. That's right. I believe that is correct. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, or oh, we've, been, we've been WWIT. No, you're right. It is Worldwide, Worldwide IT Guys. Worldwide IT Guys. All spelled out. It's important to spell it all out. Um, so, uh, while 
stuff's being cleaned up here. You know, the cleaning crews arrived. Why? Why, why didn't we have? Thanks, don't we have staff. a staff for this? We have staff. Don't we? We need <laughs> interns. <laughs> oh, she's gone. We miss her already. Oh. Oh. So yes, I'm here. Um, My mug is still alive. <laughs> so pour some out for uh, Stephanie. No, I'll no. pour oh. some out. Um, Steph's not with us anymore, but uh, we miss her. She's here in spirit. Hey, can I get that login? It's better. And by the way. I, would you relax? Would you? I'm just trying to get to Fight you faster. It's such an easy one. We can't do this without her. Anyways, we can totally do it without her. Right, so I'm we said, try. what did we say? Uh, the brew kettles white. Uh, what is it? Raja? White Raja. Yeah, but it is not a white IPA. It's very to me. That's a little bit confusing. It is totally the is. name makes you think it's a white IPA, it's but white it's actually traditional uh, West Coast style. Though they claim it's more balanced. Um, Pretty much. This is actually a business idea that I want to do in Chicago. Brew kettle. <coughs> They've started brewing their own beer, but historically they were a place you would go to and you would describe a beer you want uh, for like a bachelor party or whatnot or your own wedding. And like, you know, you might say something like, well, I'm real surly and the woman I'm marrying is uh, real nice. So we want like this uh, red ale with uh but anyways, blah, blah, blah. It's super popular in Cleveland brewing your own beer with the help of. So you walk in and you say, I'd like to, you know, brew something. I've got this group and we're going to come in. Yeah, we want to brew X number of bottles of this sort of ale and they (laughs) brew it for you. My they wedding, bre- my marriage is not going to last five years. <laughs> I want something. I want a double IPA where everyone blacks out. That's fifteen percent that I'm not going to remember my <laughs> name the next day. My husband is an asshole. I want something bitter and sour. <laughs> <laughs> this is genius. Yeah, let's do exactly. this exactly. But but brewing is not something that just happens. I mean, so do you do it? Is it like well, this is what I so I don't know what they do and. What I would do is, because I think ultimately, I, I know a lot of people who do this in Cleveland, and all they really want is the experience of going in there, describing it, and then having the custom bottles made with the labels they right, created, right. which they think is cool and jokey. And I think that what you could probably do, and I wouldn't reveal this probably, but what you do, sort of like what Line and Kugel does, is you maybe you you brew like eight different strands that you know are going to be asked and then you post production add little flavors to better match it i I don't think you really i don't know if i I think it'd be difficult to really brew each one specialty because it'd be so that'd be so small batch that'd be tough to do yeah yeah that would be hard to do and and the i mean i don't know has anybody brewed their own beer in this room besides me and gavin no I have not, but I've had friends that have done it, and I've, I've like, gone over and watched the process. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, I mean, you can do a very small batch. Yeah. It's inefficient, Yeah, which is, I think, what you're getting at. Um, so you could do that, but invariably, and Gavin notwithstanding, I'm, you know, remembering that he did something reasonable. It was crap. It was absolutely... <laughs> My beer was amazing. <laughs> your, your first and only beer that you ever did that we had was great. That you guys tasted. <laughs> True. Sure. So Six months of so it has yeah. to crap. Be, it has to be, to your point, it has to be a, you know, a tweet. I think they're doing the right thing yeah. in saying, no, sure, you know what, you want to make a label? Make a label. Yeah, yeah. That, that's your thing. We'll brew you something that you like. You like red. You like a white. You like an IPA. Yeah. You like a stout. What, whatever. We'll get you something that you'll drink. 
Meanwhile, yeah, make yeah. it look nice if you want to make Wh- it look What's nice. interesting is apparently the costs aren't as high as... I, I researched it a bit, and it, it turns out we are going such... Uh, and I, I can get off this topic after this, but uh, <laughs> we are going on such a boom of craft beer that there are brewers across the country working for free just because they want to be in the industry and yeah. uh, like what you know love beer so much and my buddy work, worked at Pipeworks he said like we get we don't have to pay for almost any labor mm. like our web developer does it for beer <laughs> or to be part of the craft process you know like everybody it, it's like we have to pay for drivers and forklift operators and everybody else our lawyer works for free for yeah. beer yeah. their lawyer works for free their accountant works for free you know I mean like everybody my brother-in-law did that for a while I mean he worked yeah. at a brewery for oh, free yeah, I mean, yeah. got like a few growlers a weekend when he worked and yeah but which is hilarious to me that you're paying for legal advice by getting the guy drunk yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah it's like insane just how crazy yeah, people I had are. my mom just the other day look at me and say can you explain what what is craft beer yeah because you know she grew up with beer's beer yeah yeah whatever right what 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 is this thing called craft beer it's like no mom it it's just it's just beer it's different yes Mm -hmm. it's sort of a throwback probably to what she was more used to as a kid where there was a a local brewery that did something and and I had to explain to her kind of going from the local brewery to the watered down everybody is Miller or Budweiser mm-hmm. to now it's you know no back to the local brewery to the point of ridiculousness where yeah. creation of something <coughs> different and interesting is is what they stri- strive for but at at the same time um they're all just variations on the theme right yeah they're it it is interesting to me how it reflects an overall trend in our economy where it's like going back to that you're you're exactly correct in that you know i know cleveland we used to have a cleveland my my uh grandpa used to always talk about you know he had friends that worked uh at the brewery and we had like four breweries that were cleveland specific back in the day but what's interesting is they employed a ton of people Mm -hmm. you know but now it's like all these crap. So Half Acre has like it's a huge brewery in Chicago. They have like ten employees. Right. You know, like it is interesting. Yeah. It's like we've brought the local breweries back, but we haven't restored any of the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and the clientele. I mean, it's it's a very elite product. Yeah, you know, exactly. Per, per class, yeah, class yeah. So and I don't half know, that's of those half of those ten people are just working for beer. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the payoff for them besides to get to to say? Like because down the if they're making so little money, they're not gonna be able to open their own brewery, right? Or, or like because you don't get that much money if you're ahead. Well, brewer. it is interesting. What you want to do is you basically want to. W- so this is the the path they have, and it's a lot like comedy or music. They want to be able to win some awards, okay, and get press, and then you find an investor mm-hmm. to open up your. Th- there's so much money lying around, and people mm-hmm. are. Uh, I was at a. Um, What's the guy's name? I was at uh, Peter Sagel. Have you ever heard of this dude? He's the host of Wait, Wait, Don't oh, Tell yeah, Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was at his birthday party hmm. randomly. Cool. And it's super Peter random story. Sagel. I was out drinking with somebody else, and we met somebody else who was really drunk. And, like, we're going to Peter Sagel's birthday party. And we ended up at, like, Rick Bayless was there. Jeff Tweedy was there. Like, wow. all these celebrities. But what was interesting is I was in a conversation. I was just a fly on the wall. I wasn't really talking to anybody. But 
they were all talking about how their lawyers are telling them to put money in breweries. Really? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's like there's there's like I doubt there's a lot of money. I just think it. it's like a way to like sort of use your celebrity. It, I, I think their lawyers feel breweries make money, and now you'd have the free celebrity factor of you. Huh. So it'd be like free advertising for this can't miss opportunity. Sure. You know, or maybe their lawyer maybe it's like a better call Saul thing where he's like you can launder yeah. <laughs> so much of your tour money. Oh there you go. You <laughs> through can, this brewery. If you can do it that way or or it's, you know, I mean Matthew McConaughey being a, like a yeah. creative director in advertising, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So right. Sa- same routine. Um But so that's the career path that you went you become gotcha. like a a brewer that has good press and then you find an investor. Cuz I was thinking like like I would assume that's the payoff is you want to own one eventually, but yeah. you wouldn't be able to make enough of your own money. So it's like, why don't you just do something else, get enough money to open a brewery on your own outside of the brewing industry? But that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Like a, as an avenue to work through it. So that that uh, was a a very rich discussion of microbrewing to talk about the brew kettles White Raja, which is our sponsorish for the day. I checked into Untapped, so it's. <laughs> We're good. It's legit. It's legit. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> we officially had it. It's on the internet. <laughs> exactly. So, um, did you guys see? Since it's you know in the news of late, did you see that SETI? Apparently, I saw this. Yeah, has found something. They finally have proof that there's intelligent life out there, right? But well, it hasn't. I don't think it's been peer reviewed or anything yet. But yeah, they they said the signal seems non peer reviewed. So what does that mean? Crazy person A said, "I think that was a little chirp." <laughs> well, yeah, I think you do have to submit it to like a science journal or something like that, oh, okay. right? You know, um, where did it get caught? It was who, it, so. Who this was interesting. This? I read an article that I could have sworn said ninety five million light years, but then my buddy said he read it was ninety five light years. Ninety four. Ninety four. So it was ninety four. So I, I misread. Yeah, it's not millions. Okay, that, all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was ninety four light years away. I guess, which would be but it, interesting. Uh, yeah, but uh, like SETI. So <laughs> SETI was. This stupid application, like back yeah. in the day for me, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, offer up your computer to help decode all of this and data. Get a that screen. We're Remember back in the right? day, you needed a screensaver, yeah. or your monitor right. would get fucked up. So yeah. like, well, you know, you need a screensaver. Why not hunt for aliens? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so was it like <laughs> some guy like that who was still running this piece of software? No, that, no Russians did it at first. Oh, yeah, Russians. Yeah, found so yeah. SETI also has physical. Uh, towers. I, I think this whole screensaver thing might have been bull. So I think what it is is the physical towers. Screensaver was bullshit. Maybe it was bullshit, but I, I think they, they download data and potentially some of these screensavers help crunch numbers. Okay. Yeah. But it was it was a physical installation I think, was it in the Ukraine? That uh, It was either in Ukraine or Russia. Russia. That that claims to have found it. The Russia telescope. this data. Yep. Yeah. Well, because they also have like, uh, there was screensavers like that or programs like that where you can be part of the genome mapping process or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like donate your, your processing power. Yeah. Or that game. Wasn't that game the same thing? What was it? Uh, former employee, he, he oh. touted me on that stupid game where you would like break little squares. Oh, Ingress? I was convinced that that Th- was... Those are the people who made Pokemon Go, by the way. Ingress. Was it the same company yeah, yeah. that created they basically that like took that game? and then just made like put Pokemon over it? It was like a, no, no, no. This was a cube. That oh, you kept I'm breaking. sorry. That's the creator of Black and White. 
um, the guy who created Population and all those games. Okay. Right, right, right. Where eventually, like, the last person to tap it and unlock the cube or something. Yes. Yeah. Got yeah, some yeah. massive secret. Right. Did that ever happen? <laughs> what was the name of that? I'm going to Google it here. <laughs> Please we'll do. Going and I'll, I'll Please do. So, SETI... They found um, something that they think, and, and the w- one thing I caught from it was, it was amazing, the piece of the article that I read, because it, it sounded like they were making up all of this shit. Now, I'm sure that to somebody this means a lot, but it was some, you know, the, the Calvinator 12,000 <laughs> scale of, you know, uh, uh, social evolution and where this society must be they're a class two in that world it was just bizarre but they were determining that this was probably in a more advanced society based on the initial information they had at at a minimum they'd be 40 years ahead of us right because our first radio wave just because of time well if you think about it so if it's 95 light years right yes that would have meant if it's a radio signal. My guess is that any alien race, and this is, I mean, I guess you're going off your own race, right? But uh, wouldn't have, their first signal wouldn't have been out, sent out probably purposefully to look for alien. Like, I wonder if it's like, because they always say for us, it's like, well, you know, our signals are out there. Bad news is Hitler's Olympics are the first one. Right. So right. they're going to see Hitler first, and right. then they're going to see, you know, Miami Vice and Airwolf and everything else. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, wouldn't it at a minimum mean they, they, they discovered this technology before us, but it doesn't seem like it's that but much before us. But the way this us. thing but read, it was like there, there's... There, they are speculating mm-hmm. that... In order for us to actually have caught this, this society had to have broadcast it specifically in our oh, direction. Oh, that's interesting. Which, they, like a beacon. Which, yes, would yeah. be like More. what you're talking about, where the radio wave yeah. would have gone out the right path, the right direction from their planet, right. and it just happened to so, have caught us. Mm-hmm. Or they have a far more advanced radio process which is like spherical mm-hmm. and they basically use the power of their sun to broadcast in every direction which is more likely which yeah. is why they're speculating that it's a more advanced society so there's a there's a difference in belief in what the first signal we've sent out from earth is as opposed to the strongest signal we've ever done which was the Hitler message from the Olympics. Oh, that yeah. was Versus, the strongest signal. We've ever it was done. the it was the most radio. It was the broadcast. first really strong one. Yeah, I think yeah. You so mean. everybody's yeah. like, is the Hitler broadcast from the Olympics, which was the strongest radio signal we'd ever produced at the time, huh. the first thing we ever sent out? Versus, in 1974, the actual first intentional radio broadcast sent into space, omnidirectionally, sent from Puerto Rico, by the way. Yeah, which had a message in it, which was like, uh, "We're peaceful. Don't come and murder us. <laughs> yeah. We have beer. Come, we'll be come pers- enjoy. Peaceful yeah. to you. Yeah, beer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Give us twenty years. Please we're ignore Hitler. Beer. Yeah, <laughs> ignore <laughs> Hitler. Whatever you just heard, yeah. not us. The third thing was we didn't ignore like Hitler. Hitler. It was uninvited. <laughs> Please ignore Hitler. <laughs> so um, the recent articles are saying so that, was, that, uh, that was the difference. The signal probably came from Earth. Yeah, I, I have doubts yeah. that this is what? like. Yes. Oh, God. It, Isn't it going to be really obvious when we come across something else? I don't know. 
Well, you know, but yeah, it's just like, I, I never believe anything until you see it in a reliable newspaper and it's been like peer reviewed. If you read like all these alt news is like cancer's cured every day, you know, aliens are maybe discovered. It's this is the basis of our podcast, okay, Sean? <laughs> so this is the basis of Trump's uh, campaign. I mean, he relies on information like this. Yeah. Aliens are taking Wouldn't over everything. Wouldn't it be so amazing, though? The only thing that could make this race better would be if aliens were truly discovered while <laughs> Donald Trump is running for president. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. And we thought we had it, but apparently not. Thanks, John. <laughs> John. <laughs> Well, That's got to be so embarrassing, though. Like you're like, okay, we, we need to build got... a space wall. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. if, if, you know, you're probably you've been looking for aliens now, probably for a good twenty years. Those those Russians, you know, like we finally got it. You know, you run out with papers like in the movies and, and call no, the it's press. Just, it's little Vladimir, twelve years old, who's got a transistor yeah, radio exactly. down the hall. Like you, you were know. picking up some <laughs> soccer game from you know. Uh, I guarantee, when Trump is president, he is going to declassify everything. <laughs> that is the. <laughs> One thing I'm he's potentially like, excited about a Trump he, he's presidency. Like, yes, there are aliens. Yeah. I saw them. He will Trust tell us me. what's really happening at Area, the area 51. I found <laughs> in these yeah. files, in the basement. Yes. I'm exposing it all. Yeah. Tomorrow. He's tell us who killed Kennedy. He will level with us on that kind of shit. He'll have no regard for the long-term safety of America. It was a douchebag from Ohio we never even heard of. He will, <laughs> he Amazing will, shot. Yeah. Amazing shot. He was the best shot ever. <laughs> he will balance the budgets and get rid of our deficit by selling information. Yeah, he will information. I will say that for him. He will submit a balanced budget. It will be the most unhealthy way to run a country, but he will submit a balanced budget. We won't budget. have control of Puerto Rico anymore. But yeah. No. <laughs> Quit sending, those, off as a quit sending messages to space, you assholes. We don't care about you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you don't need Alaska, right? I mean, no, fine. Right, yeah, come on. Sell it. Get Sell rid of the oil. It. Russia Sell it. There. Who needs it? It was a good investment. Take it back. Yeah, Give it, it back off. to the rush. Paid off. We don't need Hawaii. No. Hawaii? <laughs> Putin. Take it. He'll probably sell one so Obama goes back there and retires. He's like, sell it. <laughs> Do you want that traitor living in a in a state that exactly. belongs to the Union? No. So we're, we've gotten rid of the Hawaii. Okay, so I, I have followed up on our... It was called Curiosity, What's Inside the Cube, the game that oh, Brennan yeah. used to there play and tap all day long. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> and uh, basically, what it was just like it was a mobile game. There was literally a cube on the screen, and you would tap it, and like yes. it would show animations, and you could see other people tapping it. Yes. The more you tapped it, like you peeled off these like layers. Like on a, on a pseudo, like in a map close to me. Right. If I look left, they're over there. If I look right, they're over there. That's how um, I remember. And honestly, like I can't get a firm mental image of it. So I'm my, my, my that, strongest right? memory of this is being at monks. Go ahead. Oh no. Is being at monks, uh-huh. sitting there. We're all enjoying beer, talking about the sports that's on the TV, and he's in his game, going, "I got to do this right now because it's across the street and whatever." And I'm just like, "What do you?" And he showed it to me, and I'm like. It's like looking into the Matrix. It was just like a, a, a geographic cube, like a cube on the screen, and he's doing something. But, and but it was layer upon layer. Yeah. But you were just yeah. breaking layers of tap the it, cube. Tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it, and, and to break it apart. So was it ever opened? So, okay, yeah. So basically, it would all come down to the very last person to unveil the final layer would get something amazing. Yes. And their life would be changed forever. And yes. it's like like a modern day, almost like an interactive yes. Willy Wonka type thing. Wait, and it was like a five dollar coupon to Target, right? It was an Amazon <laughs> gift card. So, <laughs> end up being um, the final guy to get it was a resident of uh, Edinburgh, 
Burr? I don't know how to pronounce that. Brian Henderson. He was given the option to either keep the contents of the cube to himself or share it with the public. Which was? And he opted to share the prize. And then? And he posted on a, on a YouTube video it was a piece of shit. <laughs> the content inside of the cube included the ability to be the sole, all-powerful digital god within the production companies who created this game, their next game called Goddess, uh, uh, and to reap a small portion god. of the incoming revenue of that is and from they made the game, $12. which is kind of interesting. Yeah, but they made $12 on So that. basically, uh, the production studio kind of like petered out, and I think this game, I'm not even sure if this game was ever released, but like it basically came to be like nothing. And then it says that, so this guy, this was the guy who created, um, here, let me get the list. He of spent games. like 785 hours in six months breaking the cube apart, right. and he gets essentially zero. Uh, essentially nothing. And so they assigned some contact from this company. The guy who created the game left the company, and like, they were supposed to have assigned some guy to keep in touch with this guy, and the company kind of just like forgot about it. So like, <laughs> it was kind of sitting there, like never hearing Clean from them again. This this guy created Populous, uh, Theme Park Manager, That's hilarious. Uh, Black and White Fable. Hey, here's a thirty percent coupon for Coles if you'd like That's to go check. <laughs> so the guy created this like, a really well known developer, <laughs> and then this whole thing just became like nothing, and Brendan wasted billions of hours of his life. I mean, That's some some former employee. Just terrible. <laughs> I, thought Dion was gonna you know I think we've all... Uh, that kind of, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Can I have I, the last Raja? Yeah, go ahead. Right. Uh, uh, I'm going to share a story. No, go ahead. Um, share it. Well, it sort of reminds me of... Do you guys remember the, the Pepsi Harrier Jet uh, Supreme Court lawsuits? Yes. No. no. Yes. So, so oh. Pepsi had these ads. I remember them. They they were either in the late eighties or now. I think they were nineties. Nineties. And this crap up. I got to Google. Sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> and it was these Pepsi points, and they they had yes. these. Yes. Oh the, my God! You could win. Yeah, oh, sorry, these ads of progressively better prizes, and it'd be like a guy with like a uh, like an old fashioned walk tape Walkman. It'd be like two hundred points. And then two guys with a kayak, like four hundred points. And it, it gets up to where it heightens with this kid lands story. in his front lawn with a Harrier jet, and it says um, seven million points. Like that's the joke. You'd, who yep. would ever you'd yep. be able to drink seven and million? Somebody actually did it. So, I, this, <laughs> right? but this is what's interesting. What he did is he, he, even he couldn't get a hold of seven million Pepsi's. The the, <laughs> the contest rules are always that you're allowed to uh, yeah. send in the cash equivalent. Of a Pepsi and redeem, <laughs> so he somehow raised enough money that he sent them a check for like seven million dollars and said, "I want the Harrier jet," <laughs> yeah. which is like actually like a great deal apparently yeah. on a Harrier jet. It's gotta awesome. be tens of millions, a hundred million dollars. <laughs> so they're like, or "No, something. that was a joke." He's like, "That's a binding contract," and it went to the Supreme Court. <laughs> and he won. Did no, no he, he did lose. He did lose. They oh. said like, "No, you, everybody knew it was a joke." You know, we're <laughs> um, not giving you a Harrier asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, but yeah, it was we had great. Yeah. Ex employee who collected those Monopoly points. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me this story. Yeah, he, go uh, he he ate there like three meals a day, <laughs> every day collecting points oh, for man. the Xbox. For the Xbox, and he went into the Best Buy to redeem all these points for a free Xbox. And they're like, we never thought anyone would get enough points to <laughs> actually do this. What's your cholesterol yeah, level, what, buddy? Uh, are you healthy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> But uh, they, oh, somebody help me to the car with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they didn't give it to him though. They, they said no. We, you can't, you know, redeem they, they that many even points. Know. The thing about that is, like, when you're dealing with that level of scale, do you really think 
a minimum wage retail employee is going to know how to redeem <laughs> 30,000 tickets for an Xbox. He's going to have to count them all, first yeah, of all. Yeah, he's like, sir, you'd be better off just stealing this. <laughs> just walk out of here right yeah. now. Why don't you throw a punch at me? I'll fall down and you run out with it. It is easier for me to, <laughs> it is easier for me to fill out a form. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, take it. just take it. Just take it. I'm going to flex my stomach. I want you to kick me in the stomach and steal this. And run. Okay. Sir, uh, can you do a Ron Haas kick yeah. with a ball? <laughs> <laughs> do you think I have a red phone to Bill Gates? Like, help me out. Like, what do you think's going on? I love like, uh, I don't, I don't know how much you guys want to talk about retail, but I, I used to. My first ever exposure to computers was 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 a Cap USA. It was oh, it was know. it was amazing. I, I had some of the. By best. the way, go, I have a, I have an Olympic Bob Costas. CompUSA story. We've we, told already. I don't think we've told that story yeah. on the podcast. He oh, tells that story often, but God. I don't think he's ever. Uh, you've never told that on a podcast I've sat in on. Then uh, finish your CompUSA. We'll roll right well, into I, it. Well, mine was more of a general uh, comment on how people would come in, especially in the '90s during the internet boom, and they thought you made IT decisions that shaped. The computer industry, <laughs> and I, if you'll recall, that was when Steve Jobs was building what was it, Next or whatever it was, yep. when he he had left Apple, yep. and Apple basically was on death on its deathbed. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I worked there when uh, Apple was on its deathbed, and at the risk of sounding uh, stereotypical or racist, at that point in time, it was only. Uh, old hippies and lesbians that used uh, apples <laughs> and i would get screamed at them every day every day and i remember like this like like a guy would go like hey uh where are, where are your mad characters i'm like oh we only have these two models he goes well listen motherfucker we ain't going away pal <laughs> and i don't know what you want to happen to us i'm like sir i don't really make the buying decisions <laughs> like, and this other I mean, i'll never forget there was like this this group uh, th- this this couple, this lesbian couple, that would scream at me every week. They would come in and ask for uh, scuzzy hard drive accessories. And I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, scuzzy man. I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't we don't have that in because I always said, well, I don't. You know, supposedly I would look in the computer and it would always say it was supposed to arrive next week. So I would tell her it says it's supposed to arrive next week. It was never there. And she goes like, Listen, I'm tired of you and Bill Gates' heterosexual agenda being forced down my throat. All right? Apple is the operating system for all people. And I'm like, ma'am, I don't make purchasing decisions. (laughs) I'm not in cahoots with Bill Gates. And they would scream at me every week. But you are involved with the heterogeneo. Yeah. (laughs) That that is true, (laughs) ma'am. You caught me on one of three counts. Deeply. I believe marriage is between a man and a woman, ma'am. And that all hard drives should be ID. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe in IBM and DOS. That's amazing. And that that operating system Uh really was a piece of shit at at that time. It was on its last legs. It it didn't even have real multitasking. It was just What was hilarious is they, they would have a bad operating system, and then they would do... The hardware would oddly be like too advanced for the time. Like they gave up floppy like years before anybody else was ready to give it up. And um, yeah, it was just it was it was just funny how people think that retail employees <laughs> are part of the decision making process th- that resulted in their disappointment, and they have no power. We're out of you, pal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your Bob Costas story, Dion? No. So our true real life Bob Casa story is we used to work um, off Michigan Avenue 
and we would, as nerds, go to CompUSA all the time. So one day at CompUSA, shopping for whatever scuzzy thing. Oh, it's printers. We got a printer that day. Printer. Yeah. We were looking. We were always looking for like media to burn shit to. You know, whatever DVD yeah. minus R plus R whatever. LPT one. As we're as we're in the store. We, you know, we're just kind of perusing, and we notice that the guy at the counter looks like Bob Costas. <coughs> he has a really pretty girl with him. We're like, all right, it's Bob Costas with somebody. So we kind of go close to what's happening over there, and he's he's basically at CompUSA, and he's basically arguing with whoever is there, saying, "You need to fix this laptop today. We don't have time for it to go to wherever and blah blah blah." And I remember Dan and I looking at each other going, we could probably fix this shit in like an hour. <laughs> we could we could we could become Bob Costas' best friend in about an hour if we just say, dude, you go to lunch, come back, we'll fix your laptop for you. Cause I think it was at viruses and, and whatever. Yeah. And and so it's little Bob Costas, and I'm five seven on a good day, and Bob Costas is shorter than me, tall, gorgeous blonde <laughs> yeah. girl. Standing at the counter, he's like, "You need to fix her laptop today. I don't care what the part is. I don't whatever." Yeah. He's just yelling at the guy who's basically like, "We don't do, Mister Costas. We don't do that here." And Dan and I are like, "We can do this. Yes, we can." But totally, you didn't. You didn't. We do could it. save Bob Costas's career. We could save his career. <laughs> <laughs> that was his producer. I don't know who it was. I'm sure it was a producer or some sort of uh, uh, career fi- uh, affiliate. Um, yes, yes. A, a colleague. At the end of the conversation, we kind of overheard them say, well, we're just going to give you a new... I think they gave him a new fucking laptop. I think they just like handed him a whole new thing. And we're like, here, you're Bob Costas. You've got, a, you've got the yes, platinum your, card, right? Yeah, give me your card. Here's a new thing. She's good. You're good. We're fine. Yeah. We're like, well, we can't give him a new laptop, so fuck that. So we were just out of there. But essentially, huh? Bob Costas in... Comp USA. USA. You used to have like celebrities in there. Like yeah, I, my I mean, Comp USA was right next to the Richfield Coliseum, which is where it wasn't right next to, but it was the closest computer store where the Cleveland Cavaliers used to play. The Cleveland Cavaliers used to play way the hell outside of Cleveland, and I sold uh, a computer to Mark Price, Larry Nance, uh, Hot Rod wow. Williams, like Brad Doherty, like all the Cavs player. I have a distinct memory of telling Larry Nance. He would never need a 56.k modem <laughs> because he didn't do work that would need that much speed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what kind of pornography. It was like he was debating between the two. Right, it's like the 36k. These were PCMCI external oh modems for a sure. laptop, and it was like it was like four hundred dollars for like a 56. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the prices back then are hilarious. Movie picks are only going to load as fast yeah, as this I'm modem, like, sir. Larry, you're fine. You know, you're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make an executive decision I'm right here. For you. <laughs> and he's like, because he asked me, like, is it that much faster? I'm like, it's not, you know. And yeah. All right. T- well, talking technology, and we've talked about self-driving cars before. Uber apparently has actually piloted self-driving cars in Pittsburgh. I so yes. this is funny because when we were talking about this uh, the last time I was on the podcast, I thought you were referencing that article because that happened <clears throat> the day we were talking about Uber. I was last year, like two weeks ago. Two two weeks ago? Oh, yeah, this, this so rolled out a bit ago that. in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Oh, anyway. wow. It's old news. I it's didn't news. realize we talked about it. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, I think it's brilliant that it's actually come to life, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's on this track. We talked about it a week or so ago. Ford's getting in the game. Everybody's racing now 
to get the self-driving cars going. And uh, I was sharing a, a blog, effectively, with Ross <coughs> earlier. Um, there's a guy who has taken a Tesla, so he bought a used Tesla. This was a $100,000 car, basically, that he bought for whatever, 70, 75K, whatever he bought it for. But he has put 100,000 miles on it in two years. And, and the point of his article was, this car has 100,000 miles. How many Ubers out there have 100,000 miles? I've done it. This is my experience. This is what it takes. This is the kind of maintenance that's required. And his point was, we're all in. The, these, the electric cars at this level of quality and whatnot, they're cheap to maintain. They're, they're cheap to drive. They are solid as a rock. And he showed, you know, he had photos of the whole thing. But this guy was kind of amazing. The, the fact that he did that was kind of the point of the blog. But <clears throat> he, took, um, uh, he took his car. First thing he did was he became an Uber driver. And he said, if you drive, if you, drive uh, you know, a Tesla, please share it. Become an Uber driver. It's amazing you know what people do they get in your car and they go oh my god i'm in a tesla oh <laughs> and and it's that kind of visceral reaction that he loved that piece of it um so he he did that uh he did a uh, as part of his blogging he did a full every state he could drive to thing so he drove everywhere in every state of of the country um he uh he took his car and as a, on a lark he put it up as an airbnb he put a mattress in the back um <coughs> and he opened the trunk and took a picture of it and said the most expensive room you'll ever sleep in um and sure enough he had two people <laughs> who paid him the first one he, i think he said he like charged them 350 400 bucks whatever for a night in in that car um, and the second one, he was like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm going to bump the price. So he bumped it up like over $1,000, $2,000, oh, something wow. like that. And he had another one take it. And finally, he had to take it down because he kept turning people away. <laughs> <laughs> How I used and abused my Tesla. Yeah, yeah. What a Tesla looks like after 100,000 miles, a 48-state road trip, 500 Uber rides, 20 rentals, and two Airbnb sleepovers. And the end of the day, <laughs> Jesus. the end of the day, he basically said the car held up great. I think he cost him like thirty five hundred four four thousand dollars to maintain for two years. Um, he's he's like all in. He's like, yeah, use this thing, do it, absolutely do it. So you got Uber with self driving cars, you got Tesla with self driving cars, you got Ford getting in the game, you got technology taking it through the roof. Um, I'm all in. Anybody sure. want to float me alone? Because I want to no. buy a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the cheap one. Let's get the $46,000 one. Yeah, the the yeah. wait list yeah, is like, wait list, like yeah. 10 years or yes. something like that. That's um, where that is. Yeah. Yeah. You could have done like a... I, I was looking at it. If I had any reason to get a new car, it was like $1,000 to get like a pre-order for 2016, yeah. like yeah, six yeah. months ago. But I don't need a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, I'd really need a new bike. Who's doing an electronic driverless car service fleet? Who's doing that? Who's combining Uber and Tesla? 
I know University of Michigan has a pilot Ford. program for Ford. their with, through Ford. Uh, they, they do it at Ann Arbor around the campus. It, it's cool. uh, electric cars that are self-driving. Yeah, you yep. have an app you can call them on. Is that going to be the cars thing? Are electric, aren't they? Oh, they are. They yeah, are. I think they are. Yeah. Okay, they are. So do you think that's going to be the thing that actually the automated cars are going to push it to consumers faster, like because they're going to need the infrastructure and they're going to have the volume to get like all these. Electronic? What do they fill? Do they have electronic fill stations? Don't doesn't Tesla have like a fast charging? Yeah, they have. They have <coughs> ports all over the country now. Right. Un- unfortunately, I, I looked into this. And Chicago well, doesn't. Well, uh, Chicago has four. Right. 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 Uh, but if like it's self drive, if it's self driving pickup, it doesn't matter. That's the beauty of it being an on demand car, right? Because it lives by the filling station, and then picks you up when you need it. It's like you can't own it because right. it's inconvenient as hell. Right. But mm. Uber can own it. You well, know, but I'm thinking to like cut time just for logistics to cut times. They're probably going to want if they introduce self-driving Uber cars here that are electronic. Like they're going to want more. They would fills. add more stations, right? Probably. And so that would probably yeah. benefit consumers down the road. Yeah. They'd probably but be faster to adopt the, it. Those are the Tesla specific, but there are charging stations that are not Tesla specific. Not the fast charging whatever Tesla specific yeah. thing is. There mm-hmm. are charging stations all over. Uh, Naperville's got to have these things. Yeah, I mean. Even Whole Foods has charging stations, yeah. right? The I mean, Walgreens by actually, me has I mean, a charging Whole Foods station. puts yeah. charging stations closer than handicap spots. Yeah, same I mean, here. It's right at the yeah. door. You can. But so I love. It, I mean, it, it's interesting to me at, at, at a, a lot of levels. Like one with Uber, one of the things that like at a like a, a human narrative that's interesting is they're like Uber. This is a way you know you, you you've all fallen out of the real economy. Okay, <laughs> so now you can just start driving, you know, and pick up some cash. Uh, now all we're really using you about is to learn metrics on c- customers so that we can replace you with self-driving cars. <laughs> so yeah. this is really only going to help you for a year, but. <laughs> um, it also is an interesting problem to Uber because it, it, you know, and maybe that's why they have so much cash. Like their business model, in a lot of ways, was about exploiting inefficiencies. Like the these people without jobs who had cars that weren't running, mm-hmm. but now they have to probably buy these cars. You know, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, and it's, they've, it's, they've it's, got it, a deal, but yeah. you know, what did they do? Think about the manufacturers, right? So they're also in that same boat. So I now am a manufacturer of a car and I sell to a person, but all this self-driving stuff is coming to play. Who am I selling to anymore, yeah. right? So if they transition this, and, and Uber's deal is uh, they're Volvos, right? So Volvo has <coughs> retrofitted with a technology company their cars to do the self-driving bit it's they they have to evolve the business model mm-hmm. into the new world yeah it doesn't happen overnight sure so what you're saying is absolutely true but where are self-driving cars going to be they're going to be in the heart of the city yeah right? exactly and they're not going to be in the you know far suburbs and then it'll grow and it'll move out to the suburbs and then it'll move out to yeah. the far suburbs and then it'll consider to the rural parts of but those Uber drivers will evolve at the same time, mm-hmm. where the core of the city will be like, you know, twenty percent self-driving and twenty percent human driving, well, or eighty percent human driving, and then it'll evolve. If I'm Uber, and, and this is, and I know they're thinking of every angle, but what worries me about self-driving cars is that the whole point of Uber is this system, in my opinion, as a consumer, a being picked up and b 
having a rating system and, and, and sort of a vetting system where I can sort of assume it's safe. If it's a self-driving car, I don't even need that. So okay. what's to stop like an open source sort of protocol from coming out where a car just shows up? You know what I mean? Right, but who owns that car? Who's managing that car? Well, what I'm saying, you, you know, you don't care, you know, who owns it. You Correct. Know? Yeah. But Correct. maybe Uber will own enough of them that, you know, yeah. It's, uh, the, it's, it's the, interesting. I, I think it's... It's the app that yeah. you are using, right? Well, but I'm wondering if you wouldn't even need an app in the future, if it would be like, you know, doing an online purchase or something like that, you know, or like a sort of like a, just like a near field type, mm. you know, uh but you need what what are you doing are you just going you know like i need a ride oh, like there's a car <laughs> like there's an open source website <laughs> right that, that i need a ride and, and they it, compete in a shared marketplace for yeah whatever yeah yeah i i i don't know i i, I think it also has dangers to uber as well hmm. because I, I i think unemployed humans was a huge part of their business model mm-hmm. and i they, think to get started but now with the amount of money yeah. they have. They do have a huge head start over yeah. everyone with the amount of money and they th- have. And they're sitting in a bit of the catbird seat. Like, even the, the Pittsburgh pilot of this self-driving yeah. thing, it's like, I think it's like 10% of the rides. You, when you open Uber and you say, I want to go from here to there, and they go, oh, well, there's 12 cars. On that 12 cars, one of them is a self-driver. Yeah. And you may or may not get it, right? Yeah. So it, it's an evolution of the service into that model. And mm-hmm. the more they do that, and now they're, you know, they're pinching drivers as it is, right? Yeah. So if they get to the point where they go, well, I've got to deal with these mm-hmm. car manufacturers, and now I can put advertising all over this <coughs> car the way I want to, and I can actually, because it's self-driving, I don't need a steering wheel and all this other stuff. I can do, I can sell that space. Now I know who's sitting in my car, and I yeah. can target ads to that person. Uh, who's, you know, I'm sorry. It, it, that, where's it going to go? Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. They got to sure. pay for the shit somehow. It, They're going to make money this way. They're going to pay for the cars that way, and the consumer is sitting there doing their thing sure hmm. it was i was um to me it's also fascinating how it's just going to change everything you know self-driving i mean we're, we're talking about just being picked insurance. up but insurance is it i was talking to somebody at a bar the other night he drives a motorcycle and i was saying you know and this is the first time i thought about it, i'm like you know we might be the last generation to sort of see motorcycles on the road hmm. because nobody seems to be doing self-driving motorcycles and i think once self-driving cars become ubiquitous uh and car insurance companies are are basically going to collapse or they're going to have to change their model and for you to drive a fucking motorcycle as a human driver will probably be an arm and a leg for like oh you want to be the only human on the road oh and you're in a motorcycle (laughs) like that'll be ten thousand dollars a month and you're wearing wearing leather chaps as well yeah (laughs) so like i wonder like will there be no motorcycles in like 10 years you know is that Um, molly crew i hear yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) another 10 grand (laughs) i don't just all these little ancillary things that might go away you know it's like routes will be perfectly predicted so a lot of gas stations that are built off the randomness of stopping and starting might go away. You well, know, I, like yeah, and I, I've gone to the, you know what, you're not going to, you're going to be able to do that, but you're not going to, you know, it's, 
you're not going to own a motorcycle. Yeah. You're not going to own a Ferrari or a cool car. Mm-hmm. You're going to belong to a club that has a, you know, you want to go and drive whatever. Ooh. Yeah, you know, yeah. You want to go pay <laughs> yeah, in yeah. this park where Ooh, really. there's cool roads, cool cars, cool motorcycles. You can go and do that. That's an experience that you do. Yeah. Right? There's sort of life where the self-driving mm-hmm. things do their thing. And then there's this place you go to experience it. Or, or you pay like a flat $100 surcharge for Uber to always pick you up in a Lotus or something like that. You know, like oh, a yeah. red Lotus. Yeah, yeah. That's my car Sure, now. I always get the red Lotus. Sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, you already have grades of Uber. Mm-hmm. Like a black just, car. Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, you can share your car mm-hmm. with uh, Uber Pool. Uber so Pool. So maybe yep. oh, I do that all the time. Will, yeah. yeah. Say self driver will deal. start to be a share Uber, Uber it, it, it and then trans, uh, <laughs> public transport can right, change in the city and maybe uh, buses will get self driving maybe sh- oh, yeah. uh, smaller drive uh, buses or especially things now like that. we have like the rapid bus transit here in Chicago like we had dedicated lanes that would be yeah. a lot oh easier did you see th- uh, this was a concept video I think but I don't know what country is proposing doing this but it is a bus that effectively oh, runs on rails is it china and mm-hmm. china yeah you and get like a bridge yeah the yeah. bus is above the road yep and it runs on a track it's very That's speed racer cool. almost you yeah know, it's like <laughs> and cars extendo. can drive underneath it but the bus is above the road it looked that really almost cool. sounds like the L. I mean, yeah, it almost sounds like a train yeah. at that point, you know. But yeah, but it's on the same. It's basically yeah, on that's the cool. Same yeah, yeah, about changing the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. very, very that cool, cool looking. Well, one of the other aspects, uh, I'm not sure how much longer we're going to keep going the cars, but like there, there are also like a lot of entrepreneurs taking on the self-driving stuff and being like, this really isn't that hard of technology, or like at least we don't need to have a billion different customers to, you know, like have this computer learning software and all these algorithms like there's w- one of the dudes is who's doing that is a guy called Geohot who was one of the original iPhone jailbreakers and hackers he's like he's currently 26 he was born in like 1989 or something hmm. but he's creating like these kits that are supposed to be only like a couple thousand dollars and using like really simple technology that you're able to retroactively apply to your cars so I see I but you know see the, the New Yorker had a pretty interesting article on that and it's much harder than these people admit because what it is is like basically they can get on any given route you have like 90% of your driving is like between the lines and the software can do that but they said the other 10% it'll just go I'm done (laughs) (laughs) and that's the problem is and that's why like Google and like these what Ford's doing is so much more advanced than what these guys are doing is they they can't handle like if you if you hit a construction zone it's just gunk human takeover and well that was one of the things about the the uber car yeah they they pointed to the fact that it it is looking at its environment the full environment exactly it sees roads it sees lines it sees buildings it sees all this stuff and it's able to deal with that but the example in that article was there are a ton of bridges in pittsburgh and that's where the human always gets in back into the play because yeah. there's a human driver, there's a engineer monitoring, yeah. right? And that person has to be constantly with their hands, at least fingertips, on the wheel, and it always, when they go over the bridge, goes, "Oh, back to you, human." 
yeah, because yeah, yeah. it doesn't know what to do. Yeah. It's in this space that is yeah, yeah. totally foreign to it. Yes, it still has lines. It still has yeah. a road, but there's no buildings. There's this space around me. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, and yeah. the car kind of goes crazy. Which but, to me as a consumer, like I I don't want, I want a self-driving car where I can just nap in the yeah, back, you know, yeah. or be drunk or whatever, and, you know, like. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And we will, we will get there. Yeah, we will. We will. But yeah, I don't Got want like on. a 90%. I, I don't want to spend less money you get 90%. <laughs> yeah, I'm on 100%. I'm not going to spend 80 yeah. grand on a Tesla yeah. just to be able to like, like, not pay attention a little bit. <laughs> Listen, Musk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for example, if you look at Google Maps and you uh, overlap the satellite with the, uh, the streets, yep. grid, it doesn't match. Mm-hmm. If you run with your GPS, you always have problems with your GPS. So, would you uh, trust in well, a car with uses this technology and, and, and that's this why maps? And that's why it's not just GPS, right? Yep. Like like Uber's in that article, Uber's target is they want to be within an inch of accuracy. A GPS is within like meters yeah, yeah 10 12 feet of yeah. accuracy and and that's that's a totally different game when you get inside that 10 feet area yeah if you want to park the <coughs> car a feet may crash or not your yeah. car yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love looking at gps on my watch um when i go out for strolls it, it has me like out in the lake and I'm in the river. <laughs> yeah. I cross the river a couple times. I'm <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. crazy. Yeah, it's... Well, you're a very active guy, John. Yeah, I totally am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Running in Manhattan is one of my oh, favorite things pop- to do because... <laughs> Too late. Like, Wait a minute! What the hell? Yeah, yeah just bounce around everywhere. <laughs> I, I think I did a like a three and a half, four mile run, and it says I did like twelve because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be jumping everywhere. Has no fucking idea. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good fun. Uh, so uh, enough Uber and uh, self driving cars. Uh, we, we've talked about it before, but I think it's it's definitely an interesting technology, and I'm uh, eager to see it come to life. Um, so I was gonna, you know, raise. We've got our our friends at Apple. So they're they're mm-hmm. about to announce, and we'll probably have a little bit to, so to talk about it next what, week. What, next week. Next week. When is is that Tuesday? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, you know why, right? So it'll be uh, why why Wednesday? No, I don't know why. Come on. Are you going to camp outside the? Uh, uh, up I'm, yes, I'm going to set up camp and I'm going to get a watch and I'm going to be super excited. Well, I know you're getting a watch. Is that what you meant by why? I thought you were asking, do you know why it's Wednesday next week? Instead of Tuesday? Because it's usually yeah. on a Tuesday, right? Um, the date means something to Apple. I, uh, it's Are you looking it up? Eluding me right now, but uh, okay. the date is... Okay. Usually it is Tuesday. Did Steve Jobs but die on the point or something? September seventh is is an important date, so I don't know exactly why. It's okay, there's a big seven. deal about it's this. It's a seven because it's iPhone seven. Oh, iPhone seven. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, iPhone seven. <laughs> therefore, September seven. Really good catch. John, John. John. The code. 
John broke the code. <laughs> Free iPhones for everyone. Well, well done. My drunk John brain is buying not iPhones for the entire team. No, I just started to read that. I, oh, no. John! Uh, John, yes. awesome. I want a plus, and I want All it right. in the gray. Dear Tim <laughs> These are our demands. Uh, 128 gig. It's, it's the you new thing. the big one. Yeah, huh? only the big one. Not the big one. So anyway, Apple's having this great announcement, but did you hear they might be uh, in a bit of financial trouble as well? Hell well, yeah. Well, the biggest settlement. Why are you fucking happy about that? This is Bullshit! Oh, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Fuck well, yeah, no, I don't like. Uh, <coughs> you piss fill, off your watch. Everybody. In. So, did yeah. Dion knows more than I do? But was it was it a classic tax inversion, or or they they basically incorporated <coughs> or moved? Or okay, let me let me think about this. What they did was <laughs> they created shell companies, shell holding companies within different uh, EU member countries that have really really low tax rates. Or Ireland it. gave them an incredibly low. Illegal tax rate. So Ireland that was the violation. No, no, but the violation was that <coughs> Ireland specifically worked with Apple to mm-hmm. give them something lower than their standard rate. Like so the violation 5. was not that they went to a country that was like a tax haven. Okay. Like the EU said, we cannot control countries' tax rates. Mm-hmm. The violation is that you worked in cahoots with the Irish government to violate Ireland's tax laws. Gotcha. Ireland actually basically let them avoid even Ireland's tax rates. Which actually, Ireland does kind of have this weird history of like having these really close, like we don't special give a fuck yeah. attitude. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but like, like for real, especially when their economy was like really, really bad. They're like, please, dear God, someone come to Ireland and like, yep. you know, Apple, you're here. Fine. But that was in well, the EU was very, very clear about that. Like, this like is they, your tax which rate, which was kind of whatever. so like, listen, we understand. The companies never want to pay taxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and will restructure themselves, however. And we don't want companies to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't basically bribe a government to then get a rate that isn't standard to other companies. And what's hilarious is the U.S. Oh, is saying, God. absolutely unfair. You should not, like, like, you're taking money away from U.S. jobs. But in the U.S. saying, specifically, like, this was e- illegal, basically. Mm. It, it, it should have been illegal. Hang on it. 14 point six billion dollars worth of illegal tax evasion. Well, they said it was even more than that. That was just the fine. But Ireland gave them an effective tax percent rate of like 001 or something Mm. like that. (laughs) Okay, but that's ridiculous. This is more than I know about this subject. Okay, I saw the 14 whatever billion and I was like, holy shit, they're in Mm -hmm. trouble. Ireland should be fucked here. It should like why is Apple screwed? Well, that's they a, that's gave us exactly the deal. you know like but I they can't see this is the EU doesn't have the power to sanction governments so that's mm. what's so interesting about it. Yeah, they're basically I think they're like we're going to come down hard on the company so the companies aren't willing to work. Right. But uh, it, the EU doesn't have the power in its bylaws apparently to also sanction Ireland. They, they were very admonishing of Ireland, like in all their language. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. they have like you a, guys like, were out of line. Yeah, but you we might can't as do well anything Brexit about it and call it a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that Apple has been keeping like minimum all forty billion dollars of cash on it. It's probably I'm such like a conspiracy theorist. Now, right? I almost wonder if it's like that. Like they're going to find out what we're doing. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> we are we are moving some cups around. <laughs> that's all they found. Oh so, God! <laughs> yeah, fourteen billion. Yeah, I'll have it by Monday. Sure, yeah. we can cover that. <laughs> yeah, use a manila envelope yeah. and we slide that. That is the best way to explain why they've had so much bil- so many billions just in like. Who is it? Is it Carl? 
Carl Eichen always yeah. wants to take him over because yeah. he's so yeah. pissed he's about like, how much why? cash they're why? keeping. Oh, right. yeah. Why? He's like, Carl Eichen hates them. Why? He's always going out of that. Why so much money? Yeah. He's like always tried to become like. Do like some sort of like aggressive like 1980s board Nabisco takeover. Yeah. Why? You know what? I I just I can't. Sometimes I can't stand these people who just see like Apple is a very healthy company in so many different ways. They have like strong research and development. They have products that people want. They make they make good things for the most part. And then like. Oh my God! They're not leveraged up their own ass. Like that can't happen. Yeah, but that's his history. Like he comes from that '80s school. Like they bought companies. Just to shut them down, right? Because their evaluation didn't reflect like the real estate assets that they had. Right. You know, like like he comes yep. from the school of like, I want as much fucking money for myself as possible. Yeah, and you are just a delivery vehicle for that. Yeah, but, you but know? even even like average people like who just buy the Apple stock, like I, that's why I hate half of these like quarterly report calls because they get so much publicity and it's like oh my god iPad sales are down you know 20% yeah. over the last quarter and it's like everyone's like Apple's doomed as a company it's like well they ignore like all the fundamental things that make any company strong well, like, the they, only pro- reason they make good products yeah, but, people but buy that, them that's another one of the, these little headlines on our list here mm-hmm. right Chromebooks have outsold Macs yeah who cares oh but my god I, no, I, I think cares. that'll go away though with, I, I think the only thing that kept the wolves at bay was Steve Jobs I, I mm-hmm. think he was such a legend and there was so much faith in him that he was basically able to tell shareholders, fuck you, we have a plan. <laughs> right. And they would listen. And and Tim Cook's pretty good successor, but I I, I think he's going to have a harder time. And then when he's replaced, it's going to be even harder. He just doesn't yeah. have the aura. He doesn't have Exactly. The, like, yeah. like, like that. Because that's what it. I, I think. And like, I think to have, to keep this. It's interesting. Like Hillary Clinton was talking about this, where she she claims that she talked to the CEO. She did this informal poll of a hundred CEOs of Fortune one hundred companies, and she said if you could do an investment that would make your company, you know, billions twenty years from now, but sh- your shares would go down a penny, would you do it? And she claims almost they almost all said no. Yeah, um, that's a you real know? problem. And, and like, and they do all say that that like they are just you know the the They're way so the shareholders shareholders yeah, and it does seem to be a problem that yep. we have you yep. know that's terrible. And they say that companies, public companies, once like the sort of owner CEO, the Mark Zuckerberg, the Steve Jobs goes away. They always go down the toilet, and a, and a lot of economists theorize that it's because you no longer have a guy that can keep the shareholders at bay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't, you know, I mean, who knows? But it, like Yahoo it is, just completely imploded, and Chris yeah. Meyer couldn't do a, a single thing to save the core assets of Yahoo, even though yeah. he wanted to. Oh. Just some outside you kind of trust came the in. person that built it, right? Yeah. You know, but you won't trust just another businessman. Mm-hmm. Well, so Apple's going down. Is that what we're? That's what I just heard, right? Uh, well, all, I don't all see I how they could Donald stay where Trump they're at. Going to, we have the mo- some of the highest effective corporate tax rates in our in in the world here in America. Donald Trump is going to bring those about down to zero percent. Apple's coming back. All those jobs are coming back. <laughs> all those jobs are coming back. <laughs> yeah. like, like, listen, why are you going to Ireland to get an illegal deal <laughs> you could be right here in America? Do you want an illegal deal? Yeah. Listen, I can do whatever you need. You know. <laughs> My son Eric. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> he's a better candidate than he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. so is Ivanka. I could see Ivanka running for office I in think like ten years. Well, yeah. All right. Well, I, I, we, yeah. We'll anyway, talk about this later. Yeah, yeah, we've, right. d- we've done this routine. So I'm going to ask a, a question to the group. Right. Sure. Mm. So, uh, have you ever like been in a relationship? 
and found that whatever it was that you learned about this partner, it was just, it was a total, that was it. It was a deal breaker. I'm out. I can't stand this anymore. Oh, like they had a habit, you know. I always love that, what about Bob Lodwig goes, Doctor, there's two types of people in this world. Those those who like Neil Diamond and those who don't. <laughs> my wife loves Neil Diamond. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, you, like like a habit, you just like you you. There's couldn't. something that this person it just changed the taste go, in your mouth yep, about the whole relationship. Done. Absolutely yeah. out. Can't stand it. I have not no. had that in my own life, but there's certain habits that if they were true would have done it for me probably. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not me, but I think i know where you're going with it did i bring this up this week what from a, a popular show we've been all watching no what uh the the season three of uh silicon valley yeah. is that what you're talking about yeah no what so what was what the, are you thinking of there uh tabs versus spaces oh my god oh, Jesus that's Christ. hilarious <laughs> if you tab you're an animal so <laughs> <by> the way <laughs> space is all the way well we'll come back to this go ahead gavin i i do have one but i cannot share it on the air <laughs> So next, yeah. you can't share it. No. Oh come on. Nope. The, the deal breaker. So the, 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 what I brought up that that was very f- uh, funny show. If you don't watch Silicon yeah. Valley, there's your plug for Silicon Valley. Yeah. Tabs and, versus and spaces. And developers, tabs versus spaces. I'm sure there's plenty of fodder for Can that. Can I ask Sean real quick? Are you tabs versus spaces? Do you give a shit? You don't seem to care too much about these. I don't the compiler runs, do you have, do you have a matter. preference? If I had to have a preference, I would say spaces, but I, I really don't. I, I could give a shit about formatting rules. Right, yeah, yeah. That's the type G- of person. Go figure. We've, yeah. we've seen your desk before, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you write great code. Um, yeah. Spaces, but whatever the theme does, yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. And yet, no, we have, we have a purist over here. Spaces all the way. Yeah, just... Tabs are... Nazis or whatever. But things. don't break the build. But don't break the build. <laughs> Just don't break the freaking build. Um, so no, there was there was an article that I came across that I thought was kind of funny. Um, these are committed relationship deal breakers. So there's a oh like they did a study on this, and not just generally committed. Oh, Dion, we should ask you. Have you ever had like a deal breaker in a relationship where you you liked this person a lot and then they said something that triggered it and you went, "Oh my god, you like you like the Rockford Files? No, I could never I could never be with you again." Uh, personally or professionally? <laughs> <laughs> I was going personally. Professionally, I could probably. Uh, personally, no comment. That. Professionally, um, <laughs> no comment. No comment. Do you heard somebody go? I think Microsoft gives great support. <laughs> so, so, all right, I, I'm so happy with IBM outsourcing, <laughs> and I cannot work with them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask. Uh, if, think about that topic. What would be the number one thing that you think people said was the deal breaker for them? Oh, the, the snoring, scratching while they're naked. I don't care what it is. Taste of music. What's the number? Taste of music. All right, we got taste of music. I think would be up there. I, I think sloppy would be up there. Oh yeah, uh, being messy would be up there. It, is number that one, disheveled or, no? or unclean experience. Yeah. Number yes, one. Nice. I see that because I. I've been on the receiving end if I didn't know you were like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I'm pretty laid back, so but I don't get bent out of shape. But yeah. that j- like overall, yeah. that is the number one. Yeah. But that is definitely the number one for men. Yeah. Right. I get that. For women, 
Uh-huh. The number one is laziness. Oh, yeah. If you okay. go, oh, my God, get your ass up and do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's number one for women. <laughs> yeah. Wait, women say that to men? Yes. Okay. They, they, yeah. That's their deal breaker. Right, right, yeah. right. This asshole was too lazy. I'm out. Right. Gotcha. Their number two is slovenliness, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. I thought these were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think bad sex falls on the list? Three. Six. No, I, Wait, I think for, with the way who? the question... Oh, he's looking at it. I, I, I think <laughs> no, it is six. For, oh, for is men it? Or oh, okay. yeah. No, I, I'm tired for men and for women, I'm going to guess. But. Yeah. Bad sex, number six. Uh, bad sex is uh, 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 50% for women. That is their answer. 44% for men. Interesting. Hmm. Is not, not interesting. Wouldn't you have expected? Do you think the guys' rate would be like twenty percent or something like that? Wait, I thought the guys would have would have been more, so. more important. That would have been like number women. three for them. Oh, really? Yeah. And but it, I also think guys think like almost all sex is pretty okay. That's, yeah. A, good <laughs> yeah. that's a really good point. And Sean, yeah, that fair. is absolutely right yeah. because there there is bad sex is that, and yeah. then if you go low oh. sex drive, yeah, 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 that's higher for men. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. Women. yeah. <laughs> Which sense. you totally get, right? I I just thought these were uh, quite funny. That is funny. No, yeah, that's I love things like that. What uh, what else is another interesting one? Like, is there music or anything or like taste on there? Like, I don't know if they're as uh, condescending as you, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it on. No, no. Uh, other things on the list. Too needy. Too needy. Yeah. Where does um, snobbish lack of independent <laughs> film appreciation? <laughs> yeah. Where's that? Where is fucking back rubs every night? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, five on the list is literally lives more than three hours away from me. What? <laughs> Jesus That's a Christ. Long that is a long distance I don't know. Yeah. That's well, they say the biggest factor is in all relationships is proximity. That's both. Oh. So That's both. literally yeah. five yeah. overall on the list yeah. is that. Wow. You live more than three hours away from me, can't handle Done. it anymore, I'm out. Does it have like uh, significant others Facebook usage <laughs> or online oh, presence. My, my wife is addicted to Facebook. Uh, yeah. Well, I think everyone's. Uh, I know my wife no, for sure. If you're a stay-at-home mom, I, I I think you become addicted because that's how you interact with parents a lot. You know, while yeah, you're right. watching the kids, yeah. and it it's so funny. Like I I manage a comedy career on Facebook, yet I'm not on it half as much, a uh, tenth of a, it. Like when I log into my Facebook profile, I have like four updates or whatever. Like you know that that yeah, globe right. up there that tells you when I log in. Sometimes I'll log in. I'll be like, "What the fuck happened?" And then I realize I'm logged in under my wife's profile because it'd be like 500 updates because she's in like <laughs> so many conversational threads. She's wow. commenting yeah. on photos of other kids, saying, "Oh, you look great." And then every time somebody comments below her, she gets a notification. Yep. And there's just so many threads open. Yeah, my wife's exactly the same. Yeah, we live in that same world. Um, so uh, on the theme of relationships um Uh-oh. where do you think if anthony weiner's wife was to answer that question where where would she land on this would yeah. that be bad sex or D- dick pics with the kid in bed fall yeah. on the list i don't know if you've seen oh that, man is there a uh, item on there for ha- number of times having been like contacted by child protective services or <laughs> like is that a turn on or a turn off where does that land no that that's not on this list either i'm Weird. sorry <laughs> um 
That documentary on him, by the way, is supposed to be amazing. Yeah, I hear that, and I keep looking for it. I, I think it might be on Hulu, because yeah, so, it's not on Netflix. Yeah, he, he allowed a, a film crew to follow him around while he was running for New York mayor, which he had to bow out due to another sexting scandal. And right. it's supposed to be amazing. And he come, it like comes off, as you might expect, as like kind of a sociopath, obs- like yeah, a narcissist. He didn't, apparently, like, what's kind of cool about it is he didn't try and hide who he is at all right you know i think he's such a narcissist that he doesn't he's like oh no i'll, I'll come across look i'll just give him total access because i'm amazing you right. know like right. so uh what's to hide you Trump know ask yeah 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 um and it's supposed to be really fascinating and now they're now there's like some some talk about how they didn't get proper approval but like this thing had been out in the media for like six months now or something. I'm not sure how long. Something like that. It's been a while, it, yeah. Yeah, what's but like it called? Ne- Wiener. It's just yeah, called it's Wiener. Called Wiener. Huh. It, yeah. would, uh, he probably appre- you know what's fascinating about like narcissists? Like the guy who wrote Art of the Deal talks about how he met Trump. He wrote a story about how Trump was running racist apartments in the Bronx. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, very unflattering. And he gets a letter from Trump and he's like Love the article. <laughs> I show it to everyone about how tough I am. Right. And he thought Trump was being sarcastic, so he goes, "I, I got to say, you got the you got the best sense of humor of anyone I ever wrote a story yep. on." So he's like, "I want you to write my biography." And then he's like, "Wait, you were fucking serious?" <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> like that. Like narcissists love the attention so much they don't even care if it's bad or good. Sometimes yep. he is definitely yeah. a, a nurse. Yeah, yeah it's insane, you know. And that guy, it, you were saying, well, you were saying earlier, it does some consulting for Hillary Clinton or, or whatever. And maybe we've talked about yeah. it on the podcast before, but like he is a great follow on Twitter. He is, he yeah. Just, he was he mostly silent until Trump's campaign became so serious, and now he's really. And he also started a very successful like Web 2.0 company as well. Really? Yeah, he used the money he made off Art of the Deal, and he does. Uh, I forget the actual, but I know Facebook uses it, and it's. I think it's about trying to get training videos connected through <laughs> friendships on Facebook or something oh like God. that. Isn't you know? Trump trying to sue him for all of his royalties now? Oh, I don't really? think so. I think Trump was just like, you're dead, you're a loser. No, he's you actually know? trying, oh, to, get trying to sue him. Back. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. From all the money he made. Since he came yeah. out of that Washington Post article. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's basically been saying on Twitter, like, you know, I know X and Y is untrue or like whatever he'll give a back or a back behind the scenes look at something he's like and i know because i wrote the book and like trump did not write this book yeah. is basically <laughs> what he keeps saying every time oh good well i i think uh wrap it up i think we probably do we have any vendor scum dan down this down. week oh uh, yeah it's been kind of quiet it's been quiet Can i give a snobbish media plug uh oh yeah gave in slack today uh what do i want to say Oh yeah, I want to say that you should continue to watch Mr. Robot, and I went through Stranger Things on Netflix, which I guess is like the new cool hot thing that everyone likes. Yes. Um, And maybe uh, this is actually kind of old, because it's been around for a while, but uh, excellent. Not like amazing story-wise, but like aesthetically very pleasing, and just like the music is great. Yeah, I wondered about that. Really good nostalgia feel. And I'm not a huge sci-fi fan, so there's a little bit element of that, but you know, pretty good. Winona Ryder was okay. Uh, the, the kids are probably the best part about the whole thing. So, but Mr. Robot, yes, Mr. Robot, yeah. And, uh, and we we plug Silicon Valley already. So we did. Yeah. That, so that, I'm watching it a second time with my wife now, which is great. That, that's good. I, um, yep. I hope season three ends. Uh, it, it's good, but it's not as good as the first two seasons. 
Mm. Yeah, it, it does end pretty well, but I mean, the third season focuses on uh, one of our favorite characters yeah. um, in the room. Yep. Deanne's gone, so he can't really... Uh, <laughs> TJ Miller? Profess yeah. his man crush on him. <clears throat> yeah, He's yeah. coming to the Vic, by the way, in Lakeview. Nice. Well, he so. just was in town recently and okay and oh, maybe was he was Chicago there. theater he was oh, okay yeah did a big show nice <clears throat> so uh yeah tj miller mr robot uh silicon valley anybody else want to plug anyway anything? so for uh for rich i would like to plug uh the night of uh with john turturro i believe that's how you pronounce his name on hbo it was like a, an eight part mini series about yeah um, i've wanted to see that murder. i totally yeah. wanted to see that it was good um you've seen it yeah it, it, you know it, it's not like I'm, I'm having trouble like placing these things. Like one of the better things I've seen on TV all year doesn't rank in my top of all time, but totally worth seeing. There's, I have a hard time finding things I connect with on TV, and that one was really good for me. So. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll definitely tune into that. So, uh, w- one last reminder here: um, next week is our anniversary show. So. Everybody stay tuned. We hit the road. Should be good. Uh, 52 coming up. Um, we have been the Worldwide IT Guys. Check us on Worldwide IT Guys on Instagram, on Twitter, and www.itguys.com. Don't Thanks very forget much. Facebook. And don't forget Facebook. We also on Facebook, Worldwide IT Guys. Check us out. Thanks very much. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Everybody just started fading. It was like, holy shit, the whole team just left. (laughs) Nobody liked.